0: What's up everyone, I'm Justin Maytack, here with my brother Matthew Maytack.
1: Hey, hey everybody!
0: And we are Room 51, where we talk all things board gaming. And today we are continuing our top 51 games of all time, and we are now in number 20 through 11.
1: Yeah baby, our top 20ers! What is
0: your number 20?
1: My number 20 is a game that I think will go higher on the list because I feel like I've barely scratched the surface of this game. Uh, but the more I play it, I think it's going to be great. So it is uh, Sleeping Gods, another game by Ryan Lockett, uh, again, in the universe that he's been creating, the same universe as Near and Far, but it's not a sequel. I thought it was, but it's not. Um, And it's cooperative this time, uh, this game, and it is hard. I was not expecting that. I thought it was going to be much more about the adventure, the story, and it really is. It has all of that. But it's also got a lot of survival in it, and I was not expecting it to be so difficult to really, like, manage your resources and keep your crew alive and use their abilities to the best of their ability. Um, So, but yes, I've been having a lot of fun with this, and I can't wait to continue on with getting those totems. So that is my number 20, Sleeping Gods.
0: Very cool. So my number 20 is an extremely popular cooperative trick-taking game. I'm talking about The Crew, The Quest for Planet Nine, I believe is its full title. Uh, It is a lot of fun. It's very, you know, oh man, alright, based on my hand and what others have revealed so far and what their objectives are, okay, I need to throw this card. Uh, The biggest downside of it and a big reason why I didn't crack the top ten, I think, is it's a game where it's very easy to... Losing a mission, and then it be very clear, like, "Hey, this person messed up because they threw this card." And I think that that is a little problematic because people will mention that, and they will be
1: mean, people
0: can be mean, and people can take things personally. And uh, I don't love that, but I love the game, and that's why it is my number twenty. The true, the classified, and that.
1: I thought that was going to be in your top ten, but okay. Yeah. Uh, my number 19 was uh, something that was mentioned by Justin last episode, um, and so this is actually a, a bit higher than Seven Wonders Duel for me, and it is just regular oh. Seven Wonders. I really like that game, and then especially when you add in the Armada expansion, oh my gosh, that game, like, it. I love the simplicity of the base game. I'm not looking to always play Armada, yeah. because Armada adds a lot.
0: A ton, it yes. all it,
1: it makes it like a medium weight game.
0: Yeah, it's a different game. Yeah, it's almost,
1: it, it's not like totally different game, but it, it makes it a medium weight game, I think. Uh, but regular Seven Wonders is fantastic. I love the card drafting, I love the snappiness of yes. it, uh, which is fun and cool. I love the sieve building, you know, like uh, themes surrounded by the game. And like I said, the Armada expansion is just yeah. fantastic. So that's my number 19, Seven Wonders.
0: Yeah, Armada to me is uh, close to almost being a sequel to Seven Wonders. Almost, like that's right? how yeah. like much it adds to
1: it. It, it really right. adds a lot of depth yeah. and strat.
0: All right, though, so my number 19 is a game that we played out of the dimension first and then you picked it up. Talk about Endeavor, Age of Sail. It has dropped a little bit on my list, I believe. Just because we played it a bit less when we first got it, I really was obsessed with this game. Wanted to play it a ton. Uh, now it's like, well, we have all these other games I want to play. But the game is really fun. It's engine building. It's worker placement. There's uh, trying to, there's some player confrontation that occurs. There's just so much in it. And it takes an hour just about. Maybe an hour and a half. Like, And that's pretty much max. Uh, I love how much this game accomplishes in such a short amount of time. It is a very rewarding and satisfying game to play.
1: Yeah, last time, it was on my list of 47. I thought it was going to go up. It actually fell off my list. Yes. Um, And it, it actually, it's on my just missed list. Um, right. I think because I've had a couple of experiences where I was not happy yes. um, with what was going on in the game. But, I think it's a really good game. Mm-hmm. I think it's one that uh, doesn't get enough love, actually. Um, my number 18, I love living card games. Yeah. <laughs> and I love campaign games. And I also really like playing things solo. Hmm. So this one is Arkham Horror LCG. This is Cthulhu-themed. The theme really comes out. Uh, the story is awesome. And uh, it is hard that game i play it on standard difficulty i should probably play it on easy mode but i won't um and it it also has it where it's like you're constructing your deck over time uh because you're gaining experience points as you go through you know like the the different scenarios and everything and everything is connected uh within its um cycles i guess they call them uh but it's really cool i love the cthulhu theme uh, the horror and everything. I love how hard it is. Uh, sometimes it really, you know, like grinds my gears though. Uh, but I also just like the LCG format. So that's my number uh, eighteen, Arkham Horror LCG.
0: Nice. Okay. So I'm not. I I gotta retry that one. Yes, I'm it not does. sold yet on Living heart Names. But my number eighteen is the most intense ten minutes you will ever have in your entire life. Is a two-operative theme where you're trying to defuse bombs and I am talking about fuse. Uh, you know, somebody, <laughs> ten minutes timer starts, somebody grabs four dice or however many people you're playing, shuts them onto the table, you have to figure out, okay, oh, everybody takes one die, where am I gonna put on my bombs, no way, I need that die, all that kind of stuff, and it just, you have to be moving fast, you have to be, t- like, even though you're moving super fast, you have to be smart about where you're placing it so you're not totally screwing over your team where it's just like, I pretty much need a yellow sits or I'm going to have to re-roll whatever. And <laughs> completely stuck with that. That can be problematic. Uh, I absolutely love it, though. The team is super intense. Gets everybody hyped up.
1: That is a good choice. Uh, that's probably one of my favorite convention memories. Oh, yeah. Playing great Fuse one. for the first time with Salty Dog yes. and his daughter. Uh, that was really fun Fantastic. and really cool. Yeah. It didn't make my list, but I love that game a lot. Nice. Um, my number 17, uh, I'm going to continue with the living card game Nearly. stuff because I, I love them. And so this one just beat Arkham Horror for me, and it is lord of the rings the living card game now oh my gosh this game is hard now you want to talk about hard with arkham horror even if you like lose or whatever you keep going lord of the rings it's like you got to beat the scenario you know like and and you you construct your deck it's not about like experience points or anything like that like you construct your deck whichever way you want and that's why it's above arkham horror for me because it this one has me thinking more about the game outside of the game than mm. any of the other LCGs out there. Really.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and I again, I love the Lord of the Rings theme. I, probably, I like Lord of the Rings more than Cthulhu also. Right. Um, but I, I also just love the gameplay. And it feels a lot like uh, those old-time collectible card games. Like Magic the Gathering and stuff mm. that we used to play all the time. Or Yu-Gi-Oh! Or yeah. Or <laughs> more Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Um, so, but that is my number 17, Lord of the Rings, LCG.
0: Alright, very cool. Yeah, same thing again. I gotta give Living Tardemes another try, but really I'm not nice. sold on Living Tardames yet.
1: Although, I think you would like this one a lot.
0: I might. I might. But my number 17 is, I've said it before on uh, on stream, and I'm now kind of looked at my list to see, I believe this is the highest filler name I have, and this is my favorite filler name in my opinion. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is my favorite. I'm talking about King Domino. King Domino is a ton of fun. It takes like 20, 25 minutes, Matt, uh, where you're just drafting tiles, placing it into your kingdom, trying to get the same terrain type to match and have as many crowns as possible for the multiplier. And yeah, sure, maybe it's a little mathy and maybe you gotta make sure you're keeping it within that five by five grid, but it's super chill. The decision-making is not super mind melting, but it's a ton of fun. <laughs> yeah. it just It's pure fun. Absolutely love it. King Domino is my number seventeen.
1: Yeah, that's when you could whip out it's like it's midnight. I kinda wanna play a game, but I'm also like falling Absolutely. asleep.
0: You could totally play. I'm gonna King play Domino. King Domino and lose. Alright.
1: My number sixteen is a cooperative style game, another very difficult one to beat. I think it's currently out of print because it had really? a a new rendition now, but I'm talking about uh, ghost stories.
0: That's the right. The new one
1: okay. being Last Bastion, which yes. I to my understanding is essentially The same game. I think there's a little bit of variance. And
0: some like medieval or stuff. The 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 yeah the theme is is
1: different. Um, I actually like the theme of ghost stories better. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's like horror, but like with ghosts and everything, which you don't get a whole lot. I mean, there's horror stuff mostly Cthulhu, uh, but not like ghosts. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this one is really cool. Very very difficult to beat. Um, and again, it's got like dice chucking involved, which you know I like. And then, um. But, but there's mitigation, and you have to really plan out, like, which uh, spaces I'm going to go to. Like, do I uh, verse these monsters that are coming our way, or, or ghosts or whatever, or do I, like, go to this place just so I could use its, like, special ability to, um, you know, gear up for the next right. thing that I want to do. Uh, it, it's, it's intense. We've only won it once. On the tutorial mode. Boom. Right? Like, uh, the, the invitation to the game. Uh, initiation, I think it's called. So, um, yeah, I, I'm looking to get that back to the table. Yeah. So, that's my number 16, Ghost Stories.
0: That's another one that, uh, I actually, I think it fell off my list because... It, it Just because I haven't played it haven't in played it. forever. Uh-huh. But that's a fantastic one. Like I said, I love really hard co-op. Yeah, me too. Nails it. So, my number 16 is another one from Stonemaier Deems. I predict that this one is going to eventually fall below Viticulture. But, uh, for the time being, I do really love this game. I, it'll, it might fall off my list, who knows, in the far future. I know it's probably the most popular game on my list, though. Wingspan. Uh, oh. It is an incredibly popular game, just because somehow this game totally blew up. <laughs> which is really cool. Uh, But it's a lot of fun. It's engine building, and you get to look at pretty birds, uh, and you have to figure out, all right, what birds do I want to play, what do I want to not play, what what kind of engine am I going for, all these different things. It's really fun decision making. The artwork is beautiful, Uh, and yeah, I don't know. It was one that really surprised me because there was so much hype around it that I was expecting to be disappointed, and then playing, I was like wow, this is actually a really good game. I really enjoy this game. But I, I'm predicting, because I think I'm starting to pool on it a little bit, and I'm predicting culture to overtake it. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to say that I'm pooling on it, but more like I was so excited by how much the game surprised me. Okay. So now I'm, I feel like I'm starting to find my happy medium of just how much I like Wingspan.
1: Yeah, the game did game. not <laughs> surprise me. I, was, I, I thought I wouldn't be as enamored with it, and mm-hmm. I'm not. Um, right. Uh, as most people are uh, I think it's okay Mm. you know I think it's pretty fun I think it overstays its welcome uh, for what it does personally I
0: actually don't think you're uh, as alone as you think in that boat I think there's a lot of people that are disappointed by wingspan yeah
1: I feel like that game should be no more than an hour and we have played three-hour games of that.
0: Which is not the best of experiences, uh, so, yeah.
1: So, yes. Um, I will never play with more than three players. All right. With that, my next game, so number 15 we're up to, right? Yes. So my number 15 game is the last living card game on my <laughs> list. Um, and it, I guess, is my favorite one out of the three. And it is Marvel Champions. Nice. Uh, I love superheroes. I like the Marvel universe. I like DC universe. I like comics in general from all kinds of universes. Um, But Marvel and DC are, I know, like the biggest two that people know. Uh, But anyway, so Marvel Champions. I love that I get to play as Spider Man or Black Panther or whoever, right? Right. Uh, And build my deck around whatever it is. And again, it doesn't really use like experience points where I'm like slowly building up this deck like Arkham Horror does. Mm -hmm. Uh, I could build it outside. It's like, oh. You know what? This isn't working. I'll choose a different aspect or whatever. I'll choose different um, general cards and blah, 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 blah. Uh, the only thing that you have to keep are the cards that come with that. Like if I'm playing a Spider-Man, I have to use the Spider-Man cards, right. uh, which is usually like 15 cards or something. Um, I like the expansions that have come out, like the different hero packs. I've gotten Hulk, Thor, that's all fun. Uh, and we're starting to play through uh, Rise fun. of Red Skull. Yeah. Uh, which has been a lot of fun. We lost the first scenario, so we're going to have to try that one again. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed this game. So number 15, Marvel Champions. I thought, card
0: game. I thought this was going to be a top 10 pick for you.
1: Oh, no. I've, yeah. got, I've got other things coming, baby.
0: I, I'm pretty surprised. I really thought this was a top, game, uh, top 10 game for you.
1: There's a lot of great right. games out there.
0: There definitely is. Uh, my number 15 is one of those two-player war games that is pretty tough for me to get to the table. But I absolutely love it. I'm talking about 1775 Rebellion. Uh, this is actually a game that can go up to four players, and it does play well at four. Uh, the mechanics attendant that make four players work well, it, it does a good job. Yeah. But I prefer mm-hmm. the game at two, and it's a lot of fun. It's intense. There's Sure, there's dice shunting for combat, but even in that dice shunting for combat, there's decision-making involved, and what you're trying to do is control a majority of the 13 colonies uh, by the end of the war, once all four peace treaties have come out, which also makes it an uncertain ending on exactly when it's going to end, all that kind of stuff. The game is phenomenal. I absolutely love it. I wish that I could play it more, but for how little I've been able to play it, it's still at number 15. Yeah, no, right? that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> that says something. That, that
1: is a good one. I like that one. My number 14 is also a war game, mm-hmm. and I think people are going to be surprised that it's not in, like, my top 10 or oh, top 5.
0: I got you. Uh,
1: it is Lord of the Rings themed, and it is War of the Ring. Um, I think that this game can go higher if we play it a little bit more, uh, but right now, as it stands, it is my number 14. It is Lord of the Rings, in a box. The rules are nuts.
0: It's a novel. The, the
1: rule book is literally <laughs> written like a novel. Like yeah. It's by chapters. Yeah. Who does that? Yeah. Nobody. Um, so once RTFM came out with a how-to-play video, we were actually able to start playing the game. Yes. Um, and currently, I've been watching the Rick Royal, or Royale, uh, videos. Again, he has, like, a 16-episode series of him okay. just actually playing through War of the Ring. I like watching his playthroughs, so I'm watching that again right now. Uh. Also, just to see, like, it's one of those games where you get better at it the more you know what cards are there, you okay. know, like, in the game and everything. Exactly. I usually play as the Fellowship. This guy, he plays as the Shadow Player. Yes. Um, but it is really, really good. It stays true to the theme. Um, I wish it was a little more streamlined, uh, and that <laughs> like fair. you could see, like the setup is a bear. Yes,
0: it is. It's and then price.
1: like certain cards will mention certain areas on the map, and you're just like, okay, where is that? Where?
0: What are you talking <laughs> about? Yeah. So spend like
1: twenty minutes figuring that out. But anyway, nonetheless, I love this game. My number fourteen, War of the Ring.
0: Nice. So my number 14 is one that you mentioned earlier, and I'm talking about Race for the Galaxy. Okay. Uh, it's this awesome tableau building card game where there's just a ton of symbology, but once you get it down, it's really not that bad, like you mentioned before, and it's just really smooth, and it's kind of hard to explain, but like the decision making in it is really fun because you're hand of cards is also essentially your currency in the game so you're gonna have to discard cards to play cards so there's a lot of, like you can have six cards in your hand and you're only going to play one of those because you're just starting the other five to play it uh so there's a lot of interesting decision making and thinking and like oh wait though i want these all right oh oh also i got do- i want to do the explorer action and i won't do the development well i think melissa's gonna do development this <laughs> time so i'll do the explore. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoy this game. It, it, and also, like you mentioned, the space theme and the artwork and stuff, it's fantastic. Yeah. So that's my number 14, Race for the Galaxy.
1: I really like the mechanism of like paying uh, for cards by discarding other cards. Yeah,
0: I enjoy Mar- that.
1: Marvel Champions mm. has that yes. too, so I really like that.
0: Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that a lot.
1: My number 13 is another one of those games that I think does not get enough love, and it falls in the CCG category, and I'm talking about Dice Masters. Uh, This is like my bread and butter, CCG, DCG, whatever you want to call it, because it is dice chucking. It is bag building, so you you create your deck of heroes. I I like playing with Marvel and DC characters. I don't really dabble with, like, all the other stuff,
0: like (laughs) WWE WWE and
1: Dungeons and Dragons and all that. I like sticking to the superheroes. But you come out with your team of like eight people or heroes or whatever, and then as the game progresses, you're saying like, okay, which dice am I going to actually put? Like am I going to take my Wonder Woman and my Batman and whatever? And then you'll pull out certain dice, and you're rolling those, and then you'll see what their stats are or if they're just going to be uh, be resources to pay for other right. uh, dice that you could put into your bag. So it's this bag building, dice chucking, CCG or dice collectible game, whatever.
0: Whatever and, you want to call uh, it. <laughs>
1: I really like it. Head to head battle. It's really fun. So that's my number thirteen, Dice Masters. It,
0: it's a cool game for sure. Uh, my number thirteen, 13. is an, like yours actually. Doesn't have enough love.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, is pretty much. I never hear people mention this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking about Pandemic Legacy Season 1. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Nobody talks about this one.
0: <laughs> now this, I, I'm specifically saying Season 1 because it's the only one we played. And yes, this game does definitely get tons of love. Though I have seen some hate, which yeah,
1: people have been, shocks yeah. me. Yeah.
0: I, you know what shocked me the most? This one comment. It was amazing. They are just like, it's so mad. I don't know why people rave about it. But then later on, they also mentioned how they don't like Base Pandemic. And it's like, if you don't enjoy Base Pandemic,
1: why you're not going
0: to find something... It, like, unless your problem with Base Pandemic was that there's no story,
1: right. you're not
0: going to care about Legacy.
1: Like, why uh, would you? I don't understand. Okay. Yeah,
0: so Legacy, I'm not to spoil anything, but the story in the game and the mechanisms that come up during the whole Legacy experience... Puts it at my number, what was it, 13, <laughs> uh, it, it, which I consider to be very high, uh, especially for a co-op game. It re- it's phenomenal. Yeah. The, uh, especially for one
1: that you can only play through once.
0: And you can only play through it once. I think once we play Season 2 and stuff, I might be like, okay, now Season 2, but, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so it depends. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sure, Legacy will eventually fall off because you can only play through it once. Yeah. But it really is great if you haven't played
1: that's a good pick, I would say. My number 12 is um I'm going to say legitimately a game that gets overshadowed and underloved because of Eldritch Horror and how great that game uh. is. But Arkham Horror Second Edition, not third edition. I haven't played that one. Second right. Edition, okay, the OG. Um is a lot of fun, I don't care, okay? I've never played Elgitar, and I never will. Well, I might, I don't know. But I really like Arkham Horror, just, you know, second edition, Cthulhu theme. Um, it is... crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: there's a lot going on in, the game. Going on in going on. the game. There's a lot going on in the game.
1: It's wacky. The rules yeah. are bizarre sometimes. It could be a little clunky, but all of that adds to its charm for me.
0: I will give it that. It definitely feels like a charming, twerky, old school horror. But not twerky in the sense of like a goofy horror. Yeah. No, just more like old school horror. Yes,
1: yeah, like a B-movie kind of thing. Yeah. But not even so much that.
0: It's more like, it's legitimately a scary movie, but older and not as well done done, like old yeah. school well, well done, not yeah. modern day well done. You right, know what I mean? Right,
1: right. And, and if that
0: makes sense.
1: <laughs> it comes through where like, the idea of Cthulhu is that bad things will just happen. And yes. that's just how it is. And sometimes good things will happen. Yeah. And that's just how it is. And that's what happens in the game. And you go into encounters and different stories emerge. Uh, you could really roleplay this if you want to, but you don't have to. Uh, and you're gearing up to eventually face the ancient one, or whatever it's called, um, who's been asleep, uh, right. but is waking up. and um, Or you could even stop that from happening if you could close all the portals and everything yeah. and seal the gates and stuff. But... That is really hard to do. And that is my number 12, Arkham Horror 2nd Edition.
0: I gotta ask you, though, and I don't love doing this with Topless. I don't love asking this question with Topless. I think they're usually unfair. But I do have to ask it. You like Arkham Horror and Dice Masters more than Marvel Champions? Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah. I, I, get, I was thinking about like how excited would I be if somebody was like, let's play Arkham H- Horror. Uh... But, oh, yeah.
0: well, okay, yeah, never mind that because nobody ever wants to play Arkham Horror Dice true. Masters. That's true, so of course I'd be super
1: excited.
0: Arkham Horror is a game I want to try again. Each time we played, there was A, a rules mess up, and B, I'm not playing at seven players today, and we have done that like three different times or four yeah. different times. I don't
1: know why we keep doing
0: that. It is, I hate it, because I don't like co-ops. That lasts that long, and it takes like four hours when we do that. Yeah,
1: it's not great uh, to do that. I have a blast, but...
0: Who? All right, though. So my number 12 is... Uh, it's my Pandemic pick, and I'm not including Legacy games. So you didn't pretty much put any Pandemic that I've played here, but I put Fall of Rome. I really love Fall of Rome. Truthfully, though, you should have put Vanilla Pandemic here, mm-hmm. and I would have no problems with that. I really enjoy Pandemic. It's great to show new players. It's great to play with experienced players. It's a really fun cooperative game. Again, it's, I think, also one that really showed me, wow, I really love shorter co-ops that have a really nice, like, crescendo of mm-hmm. getting more and more intense and then, like, having the final moments be a nail-biter of. Can we finish this all? Or are we about to lose? Yeah, Because so many of the games turn into that or turn into a straight-up loss. And I love that. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Those are fun. Those are exciting moments.
0: But yeah, I did put Pandemic Fall of Rome because I really enjoyed Pandemic Fall of Rome.
1: <laughs> well, my number 11 is all-encompassing, and Justin already mentioned it, and I'm putting Pandemic Legacy oh. Season 1. Uh, but pretty much this is all-encompassing of the pandemic system okay. at large. I've loved every single pandemic version i have played so far like that even includes uh the one that uh a lot of people i guess don't like which is cthulhu
0: right i really like that one i love that one yeah it's Um, tons of fun i i I Mm -hmm. don't think
1: i've played a pandemic game that i have not liked we have on the brink really like that expansion
0: iberia was really good
1: iberia is really good but um legacy takes the cake for me
0: with the pandemic
1: system uh, we've only played Season 1, which is why specifically I have Season 1 on the list. Right. Uh, but that experience was fantastic and amazing. Right. So, that is my number 11 Pandemic Legacy Season 1, and that ends it off for no, this list. No, it does list. not, because
0: okay. I have to give my number 11.
1: Yeah, I don't care about your 11. <laughs> Woo!
0: <laughs> so... My number 11 is the most important pick you will hear in this list. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's the last racing game, and it's one again, by Restoration Games. We really like Restoration Games. Restoration Games is awesome. Restoration like. Games is cool. Uh, yeah. But my number 11 is Downforce. It's so much fun. Uh, people say you can win the game without winning the race. We have not had that happen. But you totally can because the game is all about who ends up with the most money because you're going to have to spend money to buy your cars, And then race, and during the race you bet on who's going to win at different points. And then depending on how your bets turned out, you can wind up winning the most money even if your car did not win the race. And whoever has the most money wins. It's really a lot of fun. I love the special abilities, the the expansions with the uh, extra maps and everything.
1: Yeah, the extra maps are cool.
0: Love Downforce. So that's my number 11, Downforce. I've got
1: some salt with Downforce, but we won't get into that.
0: (laughs) <laughs> so that's the end of this one
1: <laughs> so that is the actual end of this episode thank you so much for watching stay tuned for our next episode where we finish it off with our top Boom. 10 games of all time 10 51, to uh for Room 51 this has been Room 51 we'll catch you next time
0: take care everybody